Welcome to Business and Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Bratzo Pobridge. This episode is sponsored by Life Success Academy, a place where you recreate your business and personal happiness. My guest today is Karim Sheta, corporate trainer and positive psychology master coach. You know, many people, when they get into the business, regardless what business is, and, you know, mostly we're talking about coaches and, and the trainers, you know, they want to get into coaching, training, facilitation. So today, Karim and I are going to be uh, covering that topic because it's really, really important for a lot of new trainers and as well as the, uh, you know, existing trainers who are still learning. So, hey, Karim, buddy, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, Boko, you too. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so, so happy to see you. So I, I was kind of thinking if we can come up with, uh, there are so many things that trainers and facilitators need to know, right? Yes. But, but if you want to facilitate program, regardless if that is online, if it's in-person workshop, if it's a corporate workshop, yet yeah, there are some different bits and pieces that you need to know. But if we just take it generally, what do you, let's, let's think about some top three things that people really need to nail down. What would be the first thing in your mind that based on your experience, you've been doing corporate training for many years. What do you think? Um, well, obviously uh, in this situation, I'm the student and you're like the, the expert because I know no, you've been doing you it much longer than I have. So, well, um, well, no, you, you, you happen to be my former positive psychology student, but you are the expert as well in this area. We are just two experts talking. Thank you so much. Um, well, I think the first one, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree with this point, is sort of the, the pre-session or the pre-training session, all the preparation and the rehearsals and the content. Um, so, like, uh, I could tell you how I prepare and I'd love to hear from you uh, because obviously it's obvious that you prepared well uh, because your course is so successful, the positive psychology master coach. Um, so, so for me, it just consists, I think mainly of three things. The duration of each phase really depends on the trainer. So first off, it's actually defining the outline or the points that you want to cover. So for example, the basic structure that I use is introduction, uh, problem, solution, benefits, and conclusion. So that's like the general the general categories or the, the structure. And then for each one, I start doing the separate research and getting the knowledge. And then the next phase would be what are the separate activities for, for each set of data. And then I think this is the most important phase is creating the flow and the storyboard of the entire presentation. So starting with the teaser, then slowly transitioning into the content. And then before people get bored, let them do a small activity. This is all apart from the energizers and the icebreakers and all that. Um, and obviously the rehearsals. And this is the thing that I've noticed, at least here in Egypt, people don't appreciate the value of rehearsals even though like half the time is dedicated to content development and the other half should be dedicated to rehearsals because improvising just makes you seem unprofessional and it actually helps you you know create 
worst case scenarios. Like if I'm at home, I'll say, oh, okay, so the video wasn't clear here or, okay, so this is taking too long or, and so on. Even if you're just rehearsing with yourself. So um, that's regarding my own preparation phase in a nutshell. Um, what about you? Love it. You know, I really, really, really like how you have this all structured well. And that structure is really what brings success. This is really important, right? People just think, okay, I got the knowledge and, you know, we just happen to be talking about positive psychology and it could be anything, right? But some of my students, okay, I got the knowledge. I can just take all the brats of slides and all the, uh, you know, handouts and I know what he's talking about and, you know, I'm ready. I know all this stuff. And, and, right. and what we're saying is no, right? Because first of all, you need to be presenting this in your own way, in your authentic Karim way. Right, that's not me presenting. Regardless, if you you know take that material, that's that's different subject. So, absolutely agree. Preparation is a key. Uh, having it all structured um, uh, uh, and and rehearsal. And you know, funny when you said preparation. So I can share a personal story. Um, yes. I was a globally certified Dale Carnegie trainer and business coach for many years. And as you have probably know, I just did this for fun. This was my passion. It still is. I had my full-time job. Uh, and this was really once a week to go out and teach. I loved it, right? And, um, and then one day I decided I love this, but I need to create something of my own. It has to be me because what happened is I would walk in and share the story that I read, you know, night before in in, in in newspaper or magazine or TV. And the franchise owner really didn't like that. You know, you have to follow structure like what they tell you. It's like, no, no, you know, it's related. It's, you know, I want to bring it up. So that day, as I was driving back home from office, I got the news that I, uh, somebody else was about to teach program in my area and not me. And I said, yeah, that's fine. I got home and I said, this was just like for one session. So I would be teaching next one. And I go, no, this is great opportunity. I got home, I went to the basement, I turned on the camera, I swear to God, turn on the camera, put my white shirt on and the jacket as if I'm going to teach. And I started teaching. <laughs> so really just to prepare myself for that next phase. Now, of course, I don't, I wish I had these videos because they, of course, you know, these were not really programs, but, you know, when you think preparation, you know, turning the video camera on, or now it's so easy these days. When I was young, come on, it was so complicated. Now webcam, turn it on and, and teach, record yeah. it and listen, watch yourself, all right? So it's really, really easy, um, easy to do. Um, you know, the other thing what I would mention in preparation you know, when I was taking this Dale Carnegie uh, train the trainer, uh, there were like many different phases. It was honestly, it was like the one of the toughest programs I took. Very few people got certified. We had people crying in the room. Why? Wow. Because trainer, master trainer purposely, purposely was playing uh, hardball on all of us to see how do we handle, maybe we'll touch base on that. How do we handle difficult students, right? Mm -hmm. I purposely did that because when you in a workshop, in, in, in um, um, a live workshop, right? And then you have some difficult students like I happen to have, you know, a couple of times, you really have to know how to handle. But, but that's 
that's that's going back. I mean, that's that's important. Um, but uh, what I was saying is, it's it's they, they prep you so well, right? That <laughs> I'm gonna share this, then I'm gonna tell it to you. I'm talking too much. I no, came day, day one into this preparation for Dale Carnegie. It was in New York City with my best suit on, the tie, shirt, right? I come to the back, you know, look at the mirror. I always do that. Like, that's my preparation. <laughs> is, right? But yeah. there was a 7.30 in the morning session was starting at 8. So I wasn't still fully prepared, but I was like ready to walk in. Yeah. And I, 70, 30 minutes before I sat down. And the master trainer said, well, well, why don't we just get started? I know it's early. And he looked at whoever came in and he said, I would never, ever walk into the room looking like this guy. What did I do? He goes, okay. look at your tie. It wasn't you know, nicely all the way up. But I wasn't ready yet. But yeah. he didn't care. I walked into the room and that's it, right? So mm. make sure that you don't have any hair here, you know, clean mm. everything, make sure it's all nice. This is all preparation. And it also makes you feel good because mm -hmm. you're walking in with the full confidence. Yeah. This is it. I am ready, right? Mm. Wow. Okay. You know, it seems harsh at first, but when you think about it, I guess he does have a point, no matter how, yeah. he, he, he didn't really have to say that, but he, I guess he has a point. I, I, I'm glad he said that. I, I mean, yeah. I was upset when I heard, but guess what? This is like in a coaching. I had yeah. the other day, one of the business coaches came to me and she was telling me that, oh, this is good. I was like, no, it's not good. You're the coach. I know it's not good. Coach me. That's what I'm paying you. <laughs> you're so you're so right. Yeah. So that's what yeah, that's that's what good uh, good coaches and good master trainers uh, do, right? They prep you. And if you're not ready to take that tough criticism, training is not for you. That's very true. That's very true. Um, I think when you when you say the word tough, it just reminds me of my very first interview. And like you said, they were just they were extremely harsh, and and I just walked out feeling like oh, you know, I failed. But no. And then when I got my acceptance letter, that was when, as you said, I realized like oh, okay, they're actually doing this to test your pressure. How do you respond to pressure? So I totally agree with you. It's a very good point. Okay. Cool. So that's a little bit about preparation um, and, and rehearsal. Uh, so preparing well in every sense of the way from, you know, from outline to rehearsing to everything else. So now let's say you're ready. Oh, you know what I was thinking? There is another part of preparation actually. There's one more thing I wanna mention. So let's say you prepare, you're doing in-person workshops, right? Yep. And you walk in with your laptop, right? There's a projector there. You came in an hour before, which I always do, right? Yep. Always do. Always come earlier, close the door and get everything ready. And then what else I needed to do in, order, in addition to that laptop? What else I should have done to be fully prepared? <laughs> oh, so this is like a trivia question. Okay. Uh, I can get this. <laughs> I definitely can get this. Um, so I, I believe... Uh, 
if you're talking about the laptop, then you have to do like a technical check. So you definitely have to make sure everything's working properly. But the thing that I learned, unfortunately, through uh, like a bad experience was that you always have to have some sort of part copy or backup with you. You see, and most people learn from bad experience because they didn't have that hard copy. It's such a simple thing to do. I always, always, always have hard copy of presentations, hard copy of handouts, have everything and hope that you will never use it, right? Because yes. these days we go everything, but that's really, I mean, simple thing, but so important as a yeah. part of preparation, right? Yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad to shed light on that. It is very critical, yeah. Look, like I said, we, we wanted to nail this to three things. We know there are million and three things, but we wanted to be nailed, nailed it to top three. Uh, let's go to second one. What yeah. do you think the second one is? So we have preparation, rehearsal. What's the second one? So I think the second one would have to do, I guess, with the delivery, like, you know, in front of your audience. So, so when you say delivery, uh, of course, delivery is the key. But as part of, of delivery, especially if you're doing in-person, and even these days online, right? Even these days online, if it's live, what, what else is important? That interaction, right? You know, so it's delivery, but it's like interaction, you know, with the audience. Like how do we, facilitation piece, how do we facilitate session? Teaching is one thing, facilitation is another. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the like when I so uh, a few years back, I was an English language instructor. So I used to give like courses and whatnot. And then I remember when I I'm saying auditioning as if it's acting, but I was being interviewed and they asked me to do like a, a mock, uh, a mock session. So just for like 30 minutes. And the major comment I received was, you're not interacting with the audience enough. And that's when I learned the concept of facilitation. It's not just about, it's not a lecture. You're not there to just speak and they're there to listen. You're there, like there's a really awesome quote that I learned from my company, which is, um, be selfless, not selfish, meaning you're supposed to interact and help the people, not just yourself. And and so my methodology is, and it's a pretty simple one, it's not really complicated, I'm sure a lot of people do it, is that I have to make sure that there are a lot of talking points. So like, no matter what the slide is, there has to be a, like a rhetorical, not a rhetorical question, but I'll ask that person. So, you know, uh, so Bratso, what do you think of this point? Or Bratso, if you're put in this situation, I try to make a detailed question, not just general, so I don't waste time. And, um, uh, maybe activities that also helps the interaction. So we're just a fun activity, uh, even if it's just for two or three minutes, just break the routine, lighten the mood and all that. So for me, those are my two simple tools and that's how I interact with people. Um, I know that you and your course have your special techniques that people would love to hear as well. Well, you know, I, I think you basically just said it. So it's interaction, it's facilitation. We are not lecturers. We are not mm. teaching college class, right? These are no. adults that you and I are basically training adults. So they're not in there to, to you know, for us to lecture them, uh, but they want to gain the knowledge. They want to have fun. Um, you know, Dale Carden used to say that, you know, if you don't get people involved in the first two minutes, you're failing. So basically, yes. 
you know, as soon as the people walk in, it's always just get them involved, get them being that part of the game, right? Do a lot of activities, put them in the groups, groups of two, groups of three, groups of four, do individuals, like so many different ways, but key is to get them involved. And, and like you said, uh, uh, prepare, like especially in the beginning, you know, in the beginning, you need to prepare all these questions. And then later on, I don't think it's fun, but later on, you don't really have to prepare any of these questions. They just come up. You know your subject, right? You know everything. And it's just like in the moment. The question or activity is like in the moment, right? Whatever you think it's at the time. Like I'll come, let's say I'll have, if it's in person, and we might have a workshop, you know, in a hotel. Or we might have a workshop at the corporate center or whatever. And I will look around and find the different spots. And I will send people in groups to different places. One group will go outside. Another group will go to conference room. Third group will be in a corner, right? So just a little bit. You mix it up. You know, all these different facilitation techniques to, uh, to make them really, really enjoy. Um, Perfect. So, you know, as far as interaction, I kind of mentioned earlier about how my master trainer was really training us to deal with difficult people. Have you ever had that issue where, you know, in the room or online, I had it basically a couple of times specifically in the room when you had to deal with difficult people? I mean, how much time do you have? I mean, there's so, there's so <laughs> many so, <laughs> yeah, so like um, like one person. So so there's always like okay, so the two that come to mind, one is online and one is offline. The offline person is the person who thinks he wants to show off a bit of the knowledge that he has. So I remember I was in in a course. I, there was some sort of agricultural reference. So it was like, there was one thing that the guy wanted to show off with. So he's like, no, but by the way, I'm a trained uh, uh, person in this field and what you're saying is wrong. And and that's what happened. And it turns out I was, we were both right, but there was sort of like a miscommunication in the situation. And it was at that, I was really young at the time and I got really irritated. But then as the years went by, you sort of say like, you feel sorry for them. It's like, okay, let him have his shining moment. He wants to, as long as he's not being disrespectful or anything, let him say what he has to say and say thank you for the comment and move on. So that would probably be for the one that comes to mind is sort of you as a trainer have to be professional, change your mindset, take into consideration that you will face so many people and if you fixate on each person, you're the only one who's going to get affected. You're just going to get drained and you won't have energy to conduct the session. So just take everything lightly. Um, for online sessions, I think it would be the person who has this. Person. Was the first one in person or online? The first doesn't. The first person was. Well, I think like yeah, it would work both ways. But the person I do remember was offline. It was like an in-person session. Online, to be more specific. I think it would be the person who switches off the camera but who's not concentrating. So there are a lot of people who switch off cameras but are interactive. But then you'll ask him a question and then he'll say, 
Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Could you repeat the question? Uh, oh, sorry, I was in the bathroom. So these are things that happen okay. and you get, the, you get the sense like, okay, you're not focusing. I, so, yeah. So, I I, I, yeah, so that's, uh, but again, you sort of, you adapt, you sort of ask, you maybe increase the amount of questions um, or you just tell yourself, okay, so maybe that person isn't that interested and, you don't have to really fixate on him so you yourself don't get stressed out. So, yeah. So it's it's a two things. You know, you don't get stressed out. But but honestly, the big issue is not you. People, who cares about you? <laughs> You're training. Yeah. Right? So so what we really care about is the people in the room or online, right? So so the biggest issue is, and, and like you said, you know, if this person just wanted to show off and fine, you were young and you let him do it. That's okay if it's one one statement. But if you have yeah. people who constantly interrupt and want to push their point, right? That's hard. Um, uh, specifically uh, in workshop, in person, I had one person who was uh, very aggressive um, and started interrupting the flow. And you cannot allow that as a trainer. You absolutely yeah. cannot allow that. And basically what I had to do is say, I'm sorry, John, can we just please come out for a second? And I was like, what the heck? We had like, you know, 80 people in the room. Came out and told him, listen, listen, buddy. <laughs> you want to go back? This is the only way. This is mm. you out, right? So you have to be prepared to do that. And then um, and then, as far as online, uh, possibly, like what I do, I try not to, unless I see that you are so engaged, I try not to call by name. I just ask uh. a question and have somebody just raise a hand. So uh, this way, I don't, because I also don't put you on the spot. Sometimes I say, ah, I'm going to put you on the spot. Purpose, just have fun. But but I need to know you. Like if mm. you just came to my classroom, uh, chances are I'm not going to say, Karim, what do you think? I'll just ask, does anybody have, uh, you know, opinion or uh, you know, uh, answer to this question or who would like to go first? Something like that. Yeah. I did notice that, yeah. And that actually made a lot of people relax, especially if they were introverts. So yeah, that's a good methodology as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, let's see. So we talked about preparation, rehearsal, interaction with people, difficult people, <laughs> interaction with the audience. And there is one more you and I kind of wanted to touch base on, right? Yes, yes. And, and I think you should lead with it because um, I feel that like... Even when you brought it up, I was like, yeah, that's actually something very important that not a lot of people fixate on. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, sure. So, so you know, you and I just chatted a couple of minutes before. Right? It's not like we, we prepared. Uh, but, but I think, so there's a couple of things. So first of all, we assume that you want to teach, you want to train, you want to facilitate. You have a knowledge. That's the number one. It's a base. You have a skills. That's the number two, right? But number three is attitude, having the right attitude, right? So, so I really call this like passion and enthusiasm. So you have to be passionate about the subject you're teaching. What's happening in today's online world, I hate it. Here's what's going on. People will go online in even these online marketplaces. They will send you a list of what will sell. And then you have a people who will teach so many different subjects they know nothing about, they have no passion, they're not enthusiastic, They'll do research on internet. Anybody can do that and then create a script and teach. That anybody can do. Sorry, guys. That's that's easy. Yes. So when you need to be passionate, you need to show your true enthusiasm about your subject, like you and I are about subject of psychology and training and teaching. 
And then and only then will you succeed and most importantly, will your audience gain a lot. So that's yes. my thought. Tell me what you think. But that's really so important. So important. I completely agree because of the last statement you said. It doesn't benefit the trainer only. It also benefits the audience because without you noticing it, even if it's not that obvious, if you show off your passion, it does reflect with the audience and it does affect them. And I noticed that in my very first training session. It was a topic that I loved. Coincidentally, it was about positive thinking. I hadn't taken the, the positive psychology course yet. And one of the comments in my evaluation form was, I love how you're interested in positive thinking. Even though it was my first session, I hadn't taught it before, but I was passionate about it. And she said that it really just impressed me and affected me. And so it was at that point that I learned what you just said, that passion is a key component. So, yeah. That's great, because this is really how we transfer the knowledge in the best way, how we transfer our attitude and skills. Uh, and that's one thing that I'm the most proud. I'm not gonna teach subject just because it sells. I'm only going to teach what I am passionate, and I have a couple other rules, right? what I'm passionate about, what I practice in my life, and I do research on it, right? So yes. there's these three things. If I don't practice, if it doesn't work for me, I don't teach <laughs> you. know that. Exactly, exactly. I like, if you, I, I remember the, the story you, you told us in the very first session about the, the woman and her son who ate a lot of sugar and the, the coach wouldn't help her because he himself ate a lot of sugar. Just an amazing story. Uh, I still remember it till now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's what we do as a good coach. So, all right. So, so, so just to recap. So today we, we covered this, you know, um, training and facilitation. And Karim and I, as, as a two longtime trainers, corporate as well as a personal and online and offline, came up with like top three things, again, amongst many other, but to, uh, to really do a good preparation and rehearsal, number one, to understand and learn and practice how to interact with audience and also how to interact with difficult people because they will come unfortunately, <laughs> and uh, to make sure that the subjects that you are teaching, that you are passionate about, that you're enthusiastic, and that you have the right attitude before you walk into the room, before you turn on the camera, before you start teaching, right? That's really the key. Exactly, awesome. exactly. Karim, thanks so much. Great talking to you, my friend. We'll chat more soon, okay? You too. Thank you so much, Brocco. Take care. Become the Life Success Academy founding member. Go to academyoflifesuccess.com and click on founding member to get 60% off full membership.